This broadcast is part of the IC Robots Radio Network. Visit icrobots.com for this and many other nerd slash nostalgia related podcasts. You won't be sorry for long. of the following special program, WKRP in Cincinnati and Lou Grant will not be presented this evening. Tonight's special presentation is brought to you in part by Hardee's. We're out to win you over. And by Clorox, the makers of Tilex Tile Cleaner. Prepare yourself for an in-depth examination of something mundane from Icy Robot's day-to-day existence. Welcome to This Boring Life. Hello, my kids. It is me, Icy Robots, and I am back for another another episode of This Boring Life, the show in which we, we take a look at the origin story of me, Icy Robots, and the way we do it is... One topic at a time, and the topic we are going to tackle this week is one that we all we all have some history with, one that we all one that we all hopefully partake in every day. And this this topic is food. I think that I think that I'm going to I'm gonna pattern segment out the show sort of um sort of like this. I'm gonna start off with like early foods, like I'm going to talk about foods I liked when I was a kid, ways that I like to prepare food, things like that. And then the the middle portion is going to be like restaurants and fast food. And then at the end for the for the final segment, I'll talk about like I'll talk about what I eat now and things like that. I think this I think this should be fun. I think we're all going to have a good time. It's going to be um hopefully informative. Hopefully, hopefully it's going to help you think back to what kind of what kind of weird food quirks you had when you were a kid because we all had them I'm sure we all have them today I I don't know I'm a picky eater to a degree but I have been pickier in the past now I'm not now I'm not as afraid to try things as I as I have been but um let's let's go all the way back let's go way back in time and talk about let's talk about some of the foods that I was into when I was when I was a young sprat back in back in Illinois. You're listening to IC Robots Radio. As we learned in the last episode of This Boring Life, I grew up in a town, a town known as Oak Lawn, Illinois. It was sort of like a suburb of Chicago. You could see Chicago from where we were, but we weren't we weren't quite there. It compared to California, it seems like it has more of like a I don't want to say down home, down home vibe, maybe like a more of a Joe Lunchbox kind of vibe. Like it's like I'm Joe Lunchbox, you know, drinking my, drinking my old style, watching my bears, that kind of thing. Whereas California's like, I'm drinking my Zinfandel, having a picnic, wearing my fleece, watching my Niners. You know, it's a completely different thing. I, I do think in my heart, I prefer the Joe Lunchbox lifestyle, but um, I've been surrounded by the 
by the Zinfandel picnic lifestyle for so long that I have, I have started to go that direction. But back in, back in Oak Lawn, I would eat like so many like fried comfort food kind of things. I recall the, I recall the deep fryer being the, the single most used appliance of all the appliances. Of course, we didn't have a microwave. That one, that one came along later. So the deep fryer was kind of like the easiest way to cook something fast. And my mom was like, she was a deep frying whiz. She would deep fry this, she would deep fry that. And it's, it's cool. You have that thing on your counter that has the, has the oil in it already. You flick the switch, it heats up, you drop the basket. Bazing, you got some deep, uh, some fries, some crispy fries, some onion rings, some whatever. The, the actual first food I can remember enjoying a lot was celery with cream cheese. When I was a good boy back in Oaklawn, my mom would make me a plate full of celery and cream cheese. Every once in a while, I would get the, uh, what are they called? Ants on a log, the celery with peanut butter with the raisins, but I was like... A celery and cream cheese eaten, dude. It was like, it was such my jam. It was always my reward. And it's so weird because I have not thought about or eaten celery and cream cheese. And I seriously cannot even remember the last time. I totally should though. When I'm, when I'm done recording this, maybe I'll, maybe I'll go and do it. I love celery. I, I dig it. I've read that it's like like a negative calorie food in the sense that if you eat it, it takes more calories for your body to process than you get. Like if you, if you existed only on celery, you would eventually, you would eventually disintegrate like the, like the flash in Crisis on Infinite Earths number, number eight, when he's running on that, when he's running on the cosmic treadmill and he, he goes from being to the flash to being a skeleton to being dust. And then he, then he vanishes. That would be you, but I enjoy it anyway. I hardly ever buy it because it it's like it gets um it goes from crisp to mushy like like so fast. But I think that I think we're going grocery shopping today and maybe I'll maybe I'll pick some up and whip up a couple celery and cream cheeses. It's not it's not the uh it's not the healthiest snack, but maybe the lack of calories in the celery is offset by the by the calories in the cream cheese. Maybe it's just like, it's just like eating cream cheese. Maybe I'll just, maybe I'll do that instead. What else was a big snack back in the, back in the realm of Illinois? Pickles? Pickles were huge. I remember that the, the cool kids, when they brought their lunches to school, would always have, they would always have pickles, and they would always have Doritos. Doritos were the cool chip. If you had pickles, and Doritos, you were, you were like the king of the, of the classroom lunch squad. I, I would sometimes have pickles, but it always seemed like the pickle juice would drip out of the Ziploc bag. I don't, I don't know how dudes were, dudes were doing it. And I would, I would get the Doritos, but I was never the individual snack bag kind of dude. Well, later in life, when we moved to California and, you know, these things became super cheap, I would be... I would be getting the individual bags, but back in Illinois, it was mostly like I would get, I would get a Ziploc bag lunch. It would have a pickle, uh, some Doritos, but it would be like Doritos that were, what's the word I'm looking for? Like off-brand Doritos, like Dollar Tree Doritos. I, I don't know. For all I know, everybody who had zipper bags had, um, dollar store Doritos. They didn't even have a dollar store 
back then. That's also, that's also like a new thing. This was more like, they were more like Zayers Doritos rather than Jewel Doritos. You, you heard all about Zayle and Jewel if you listened to the last episode. These were the stores, uh, the stores that we shopped in. While I'm, while I'm on the, the subject of shopping for a second, I fully remember buying the white and black generic versions of things. I think everybody did. You know Jewel's generics save you money. And the more you buy, the more you save. So now Jewel is offering you another choice. Generics in the dairy case. They're a lower cost alternative to some of the dairy products you're already buying. They're as wholesome as the name brands. And they taste good too. Best of all, they cost less. The next time you're shopping the dairy case, consider generics. Now you have a choice of savings at Jewel. I recall the white and black generic when we when we lived back in back in Oaklawn and then when we when we moved to California, I recall the yellow and black. The label was yellow and the the text was black on the generic cans. I just I just zoned off for a second. I pictured I pictured this aisle with all the generics along along the bottom like the like the name brand products were up near the top and then they would have like the generic version down down toward the bottom. We still sometimes buy generics when we when we go shopping, but the but the Safeway generics are branded to the point that they have like an identity all all their own. So it doesn't feel so much like you're buying weird off-brand stuff even though even though you are Safeway Select and Kirkland, you guys know it. You both are you both are generics, but you're good. You're well-branded generics. I wonder what the deal was with the with the generics back in the day. They did not brand these things well at all. The white and black, while it does have like a certain interesting aesthetic, is more like a civil defense emergency shelter kind of kind of vibe and I didn't mean to get off on on this this topic for a while. I I apologize. It's um part of the it's part of the whole the whole thing though. The part where you go out and you get the food. Where was I? I think I think I was talking about lunches. I was talking about Doritos and pickles. I would get a sandwich as well. More often than not it was a it was a PB&J. I wasn't really so much of a um meaty meaty sort of guy yet. I would I would eat bologna and we'll talk about that in a second. I had a certain specialty bologna sandwich that I was into, but I wasn't really into the cold bologna, so I didn't get that as much. The the PB and J does seem to be the the lunchbox standard. I I myself don't think that they travel very well. I know that some people do, and I I get how you're I get how you're into the way that the the whole thing kind of emerges into one mass instead of being like three separate ingredients. It becomes like one, one thing and it, it's perfection together. I get it. I do, I do from time to time enjoy it, but I'm somebody who kind of, kind of likes their ingredients separate. That's, um, kind of a quirk I have. I don't so much anymore mind that I'll eat like a, like a Reuben or a whatever sandwich, you know, I'll eat whatever nowadays. I don't, I don't sweat it as much as far as like the ingredients touching because one day I came to the realization that it all winds up in your stomach in one big mix anyway. So why sweat it? But at the time I was not into it. So the PB&J was never my favorite. And I would usually, I would usually only be able to get, get through half. There was, there was milk available, but I've never been a giant milk drinker. And I would, 
I would have my thermos with some kind of some kind of fruit punch. I imagine like frozen concentrated fruit punch or maybe maybe Kool-Aid, but the the thickness of the sandwich would really really get to me after a while and I I would end up going through my whole drink trying to get it down. So I could only only usually get through like half of it and then I would, you know, mac down my pickles and mac down my mac down my Doritos. This this whole topic started with a talk about how the cool kids at Harnu would come in with the with the pickles and the Doritos, and this is this is what I'm saying I had for lunch, but I was not like one of the cool kids. I wasn't like a lunch trendsetter. I wasn't like I wasn't the girl Trisha who came up with the idea of eating the pickles and the Doritos, and I apologize for saying those saying those same words over again. I wasn't the one who came up with this. I was more like, I saw her doing it, then I saw somebody else doing it, then somebody else. And while everybody else was doing it, I was doing it too. I wasn't the trendsetter. I was, I was definitely the follower. But this is what, this is what we would eat. I'm trying to think of other things that may have wound up in the lunch. Nowadays, at lunch, you get like string cheese, but the, the string cheese didn't exist. I couldn't imagine having like a wedge of cheese. There would sometimes, sometimes be a fruit, usually an apple. One thing I remember about apples that has completely changed to nowadays is back in the, back in the day, it was always, always seeming like you'd get one of those like mealy, big red apples, those big giant red ones that are just like, they're super mealy and mushy. Again, they're called Washington Red Delicious Apples. So I guess they're pretty gosh darn tasty. No, they were the worst. Nowadays, I eat like, I eat like Fuji apples and Granny Smith apples and all these all these delicious, tasty varieties of apples, even even golden delicious, blow away a a red delicious. We have this local variety, this um this one that comes out of Sebastopol, these grab and seen apples that are they are terrific. I love an apple nowadays. And back then, you couldn't get me to eat one of those one of those guys. They were just so mushy and so gross. I I could never get through it. It would always always end up getting tossed in the garbage so my mom my mom would think I ate it I was I was like that I would throw things away I would end up throwing away half my sandwich half my apple when I should have I should have brought them home and added them to the the reserve of food we had but what did I know about waste what did I know about waste today I'll go I'll go to any length to save a scrap of food because I realize a scrap of food saved is money saved later because you don't gotta buy something because yeah you save that one little slice of apple for later. Num, 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 num. I don't know. I'm not I'm not that hard about it, but I, I will bring home like if I go out to, you know, I go out to like Carl's Jr. or whatever. I'll bring home if I have some of the hamburger left, I'll bring it home. Not necessarily for me. More than likely the hamburger goes the goes to the dog, but if I take like a piece of fruit with me on an outing, you know, it will if I don't eat it, it'll come back for sure. And I see people tossing I see people tossing fruit left and right the heathens. I really do carry fruit with me when I run errands. I, I sometimes wear the cargo shorts, and if I know I'm going to be out for for multiple hours, I will toss a, I'll toss an apple in my pocket. I, sometimes I'll find them, like, later in the day. I'll be like, what is this? What the heck is this bulging ball in my, um, side hatch? And there it is. It's an apple, and that's always fun. I take apples to the movies with me. I don't know if you guys if you guys know that, if I if I feel like I may maybe in for a little bit of a, a little bit of a sit down, I'll bring an apple. I've been like more than once happy to discover an apple in my side pocket. For example, when I was watching like when I was watching like Blade Runner and the movie's like seventeen 
17 hours long. This is the new Blade Runner I'm talking about with Baby Goose, not the not the old one with um with Han Solo. The thing that to me epitomizes the Oaklawn eating experience was the fried bologna sandwich. We had one of those countertop grills that were that were all the norm nowadays. People nowadays I think just use like frying pans, but we had like a like an olive green tabletop tabletop like flat little grill deal and my mom would she would you know throw some oil down i don't even think the spray oil was invented yet this is like this is probably just like straight oil i'm not even sure if people knew about like canola oil or whatever back then or peanut oil whatever it is people fry with it was straight butter straight lard straight oil with oscar Mayer bologna right there in the middle Oscar Mayer, the first name in Bologna. How's that? The, the bologna was sizzled first. And then then after a bit, the the good old mom would toss in the toss in the bread. She'd put some butter on the bread and she would, you know, sizzle that a little bit so that it was sort of like a grilled cheese sandwich consistency toward the bread. Not the not the cheesy consistency, but the way that the the way that the bread is kind of like softly toasted and inside of it would be a layer of mayonnaise and then a few rolled up pieces of bologna. I I used to eat these like all the time and I've tried to have the I've tried to have the wife recreate this for me and either either she's not getting it right or my my taste buds have changed to the point where I I thought it was kind of gross but I used to love these so much, and I would eat one of these at least, if not more than once, two, three, four times, maybe not four, maybe two times a week. At the time also, which which isn't really so much the case now. Um no, we'll we'll talk about all that. I don't I don't want to make any inaccurate statements, and that that may have been on the way to to being one. I used to I used to eat a maybe a fair amount of fish related entrees and I I don't so much today. I do from time to time have a fish and chips or a sushi, like a sushi, maybe a poke bowl or something, but I don't I don't do it all all the time, but back in back in Oak Lawn, back in those days, I would I would eat this trio of fish-related entrees that that goes a little something like this. We would we would eat fish sticks all the time. I used to like I used to crazily be into fish sticks. If I if I remember correctly, the the meal was fish sticks, um, macaroni and cheese, the kind that was that was from a box, and then. To round it out, a a salad of some sort. We were we were kind of on the tip of the iceberg iceberg lettuce. That was that seemed like the only lettuce that was like openly available at the time. So we would 
We would eat the iceberg salads with, um, let me see, what would he, I'm trying to picture it. I am, I'm trying to imagine, I think that it was sliced carrots, you know, the carrot wheels, circular, circular carrots, and then cucumber slices and iceberg lettuce was, that was the, the salad, and I was, and still am, a salad eater, so I would, I would go at that, I like I like lettuce. I like different varietals of lettuce, and to be honest, iceberg is one of them. I think that the iceberg lettuce definitely has its place in that, you know, iceberg salad that you have with uh, fish sticks and fish planks. Um, I also, I think it's good on a on a bologna sandwich. If you so happen to be eating a cold bologna sandwich, I think that a that a slice of iceberg is nice on there with. With maybe some mayonnaise or a light dusting of mustard. That's that's a sandwich. It's um it's a big thick, a bit thick if you eat it on the on the white bread tip. So you wanna you wanna cut it. I am a if I'm if I'm feeling good, if I'm feeling up, I will do a triangle slice of a sandwich. If I'm, you know, feeling just feeling normal, I'll just I'll just cut it right across into into two rectangles. I I like the triangle though. I like eating the eating the corner, the pointy corner first. I I would go for these fish sticks and if I remember right, they were they were the kind that were in the yellow box with the with the homie with the raincoat, that black raincoat. He always he always seemed like he was at sea and that it was always it was always dangerous to bring those to bring those fish sticks back home to me. Gordon's gives you two ways to say hello, Crunchy. Goodbye, Soggy. Hello, Crunchy. Goodbye, Soggy. One taste and you'll say hello, Crunchy. Goodbye, Soggy. Trust the Gordon's fishermen. I used to really be I used to really be into those fish sticks. You you dip them in some tartar sauce, and that covers up the the weird flavor. It's it's all good. I think I might get some next time I'm over over at the Safeway. I prefer the sticks to the planks, but the planks are all right. If I go to like if I go to Long John Silver, which is becoming harder, they recently closed the one the one that was like four cities over. In a place called Novato, they they shut it down. But there is there's still another one in Vallejo. So if I if I find a reason to be over over in that neck of the woods, I would definitely stop in and get some get some long uh, John Silver. I, I go for fish plank. Um, what else? Oh, another another fish related another fish related dish that I would uh, eat is catfish. I I have not eaten catfish in many many a year. I'm talking that, I'm talking that gnarly bottom living fish with the, with the giant gaping maw and those like antennas around its mouth. I used to, I used to eat that. My, my mom has some southern roots and from time to time she would make, she would make like down home southern kind of food, probably like fried bologna sandwiches. And the, the catfish was another, the fried catfish. I would, I would go for this all the time. We would, we would seriously have catfish maybe once every, every other week. I, I tried to eat some not so long ago, but it was, it was way too fish tasting for, for my delicate sensibilities at, at this point. Or, 
or possibly my mom knows how to make it like a million times better than the than the old wife just at least through the experience of making a million a million over the years we would have hush puppies and catfish i i love a hush puppy man that is that's something i do not get enough a hush puppy's like it's like the small ball of is it it's like some sort of corn dough i think these fried corn dough balls they are they are so good i could really go for one of those one of those right now so we would have fish sticks and macaroni and cheese and then we would also have we would have catfish and hush puppies and sometimes there would be like a coleslaw on the side to round that out i i do really like coleslaw even even today what what was the third oh yes we would we would also eat tuna casserole. I have not eaten a tuna casserole, and I don't, I do not know how long it is. It's basically like a can or two of, of like canned tuna, you know, like um, chicken of the sea or whatever. And it's mixed with, it's mixed with some kind of a soup. I don't know. And then there is, there are like peas and carrots and you, you serve it either over noodles or or with noodles. I don't know. I think it's probably like cream of mushroom soup would be would be my guess, but I don't I don't know for sure. I have never myself made a dish with a cream of anything soup, but I think that's what it was. We would eat this a lot. It's the it's the one like soup bowl dish that I could that I could remember eating with any sort of any sort of regularity. It was very creamy. It was like this creamy tuna thing. I I liked it. We would eat that with usually Jay's Jay's potato chips. That was that was another one that we would eat with a pretty pretty high frequency. And we brought it to we brought it to California with us too. I haven't I haven't tasted a tuna casserole in I don't even know how long. I I could really go for one. I, I think that I think we could improve upon that because back in the day, you would eat the canned tuna that was, that came in oil and it was mostly like dark meat and it was really gnarly because that was, that was all that was available. So you would eat that in your casserole. But nowadays, nowadays we live in the days of albacore tuna. You can get this nice white tuna in water. That might, that might really spruce up the old, the old tuna casserole. Sorry, Charlie. Only good-tasting tuna get to be Starkist. Good-tasting 100% tuna fillet. This is good-tasting tuna. Get good taste, get Starkist. That, uh, that Charlie the Tuna character was, that dude was over like nobody's business. He, he had, like, toys and stuff. I have, like, a coffee cup and a bank of that dude, and we don't even, we don't even eat that brand of tuna nowadays. We, we eat, like, Safeway Select, I think, a... A nice generic uh, albacore. When when we moved to California, that was that was when like the microwave peaked. We had this we had this brown wood grain colored microwave that that sort of looks like the TV that I have on the Earth base. We got this thing. We got this thing like soon after microwaves became a thing, and it was this giant metal box. It was. It was a powerhouse, and my mom installed a, well, she didn't install it, she just, she put inside this, like, rotating dish, you would, you would turn it, and then it would, it would rotate and, you know, get your, get your dish going in a, uh, circular, uh, a circular motion to heat it, 
to heat it on all sides. I don't, I don't know what the, don't know what the science was, but we got that. And once we got that, everything changed as far as your, your like lunchtime, daytime eating. We would, we would be microwaving hot dogs all the time. Microwave hot dogs became a thing. And a microwave hot dog is, it's terrible, but that is... That's the way it was, because it was kind of thrilling to pop it in there. But they always get exploded. They don't they don't come out right. I believe the best way to cook a hot dog is boiled. But we would do that. And we would also eat all kinds of all kinds of like pre-made microwave food. This was this was probably the least healthy period of my life. We would we would eat like microwave hamburgers. When I say when I say unhealthy, to go back, what I mean is my most, my most unhealthy, unhealthy eating period. We would eat these microwave hamburgers. They would, they would go to Costco and come back with these big, these big pallets of like frozen hamburgers or frozen, frozen barbecue sandwiches with like these sliced barbecues. And they would... They would taste all right. They always tasted all right. But the buns, the buns were always super hard. And they, this is when, this is when my weight was, was at its highest. I was, I was a fairly active kid. I was, I was on my bike like 24 seven, but you can't beat the amount of calories that's inside of, inside of like three frozen hamburgers. Usually when I would get down, one wasn't big enough. Two, two might be okay, but I would sometimes... Sometimes eat two and a half or three, and when you're eating, like, three frozen cheeseburgers, that's probably 3,000 calories. I'm starving. Introducing Micro Marvels, thick, juicy hamburgers, tangy cheeseburgers, crispy French fries, and the biggest marvel of all, ice-cold shakes in 45 seconds. And you wanted to go out. With new Micro Marvels, anyone can fix your favorite food fast, even tiny. I was, I was unhealthy eating this weird, this weird frozen food. Let's see, there was frozen burgers, frozen, frozen pizzas, those small frozen deep dish pizzas that you, that you cook on top of the, the cardboard, the silver colored cardboard. And they, they either come out completely fried to a crisp or, or super soggy. We would, we would eat those too, as well as... I've always been a fan of Chef Boyardee canned ravioli. I still, I still from time to time eat the, eat the canned ravioli. I also, I also like the canned spaghetti. Mostly I like the Chef Boyardee canned spaghetti meatballs. They have, they have this weird taste and texture that isn't like, isn't like anything else. And I, I like that. But when you, when you cook them in a pot or a pan, they will always always, always, always get sealed to the bottom with the heat. They always, they always bake on. Same with the, uh, same with the Chef Boyardee ravioli. Those things, those things are fragile, man, but you gotta, you gotta stay on top of them or, or they bake to the bottom. You gotta keep, you gotta keep turning them the whole, the whole time, but they're, they're always at risk. They're always at risk to fall apart. You won't, you won't ever make it to the bowl without at least breaking a third to maybe a quarter of them of them open. I also I also used to dig the the cheese pasta that Chef Boyardee made. It had a had more like a yellow a yellow color to the can than the uh, the standard red 
that you expect from Chef Boyardee. I, I liked that. I think I liked it more in theory than I liked it in real life. Like, I would see the can and the yellow cheese sauce looked really appealing. It looked really good. And I would always, always ask for one. But then when I would get it, I wouldn't like it that much. I would be like, it's okay. And I would eat it. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't like it. But then... Before you knew it, I would I would get attracted to that that yellow can again and I would ask for it and I would I wouldn't like it again. It was it was this big circle that that went around and around. Something something that I like to do that I was thinking about as well that I like to do that made me feel made me feel like I was a little chef when I was a youth was I would I would get um canned biscuits, you know, the kind that um that open uh, with that big pop. I would get I would get one of those and flatten them out and then I would, I'd get some like spaghetti sauce and some cheese and whatever kind of, whatever kind of pizza toppings I could come up with and I would make, I would make these small biscuit pizzas. That's something I would pull out every once in a while for lunch, but I would save this, I would save this for the time when I was, I was expected to make a dinner. Every once in a while, my mom would tell me that it was my turn to try to make a dinner. I... I was all for it. When she would tell me that, I would have fun because we would wind up eating, we would wind up eating biscuit pizzas with like a side of Chef Boyardee ravioli with some kind of a terrible salad. I would always, I would always try to make a terrible salad. Well, I wouldn't try to make a salad, but it would always, I wouldn't try to make a terrible salad, mind you. It would just turn out that way. I would get the iceberg lettuce and I would, I would rip it up (laughs) with my hands. You know, it's always better that way unless, unless you like to shreds and you can shred it with a knife, but I would... I would tear it apart, and I would cut up whatever whatever random veggies I could find in the fridge. We always had tomatoes. We've always had tomatoes at my at my folks' house, and they they seem like tomatoes always get bad quick. Or that's how it that's how it was back in the day. Now in the day, I can find some good tomatoes and stuff, but it seemed like back in the day they were always they were always mushy. And I would dice them up. I would do my best to dice them up, and they would turn out awful. Maybe I throw some kind of some kind of carrot, some carrot wheels, you know, I dice the, slice the carrots into, into small wagon wheels and I toss it in there. And then there were times I remember even putting a potato. I would peel and put a potato in the salad. But the, but the biscuit pizzas were, they were the entree. I would, I would ahead of time go and I would get some pepperoni when we went shopping because I would know I'd have to do this. And I would, you know, once again, dice, dice, dice. Dice up the pepperoni, put it on there, and then I'd put some more cheese on top. And everybody, everybody would be forced to eat these, uh, these biscuit pizzas. But the thing about biscuit pizzas is, while being very simple, are also, also very good. I should, uh, I should make some of these. I'm pretty sure that we have a can of, a that we have a can of Grand's biscuits in the, in the fridge. We keep them down in the, down in the bottom, the, the bottom tray, and I forget that they're there. We'll buy one, we'll buy one, and then it'll be in there forever. Before somebody remembers and we, we have biscuits with something. But I, I think I have recently seen them. So maybe I should, maybe I should make some biscuit pizzas. I'm trying to think of some other, some other things I would eat. I was like, I was way into canned typed foods. Like I was saying with the ravioli and the, and the various spaghettis. I would also, I'd also eat lots of like canned soup. My favorite was um chicken and stars. I, I don't like the chicken noodle as much as the stars. I think the... The stars are, I don't know, they're, they're neat how, how like so many of them get into your spoon at the same time. It's like you're eating like a whole constellation of stars as opposed to like a couple, 
a couple noodles and a weird chunk of chicken. The chicken in the in the Campbell soup is is weird. I wasn't I wasn't the kind of kid who was into tomato soup back in the day. Now nowadays I do like a nice tomato soup. If you put like if you put like various pizza seasonings in there, it becomes it becomes like a pizza soup. I'm I'm into that. I I don't know. I think I'm running I'm running short of um things that I things that I used to eat when when I was younger. I would eat sandwiches, I would eat soup, I would eat biscuit pizzas, I would eat microwave hamburgers. I I recall for a while we had these microwave barbecue sandwiches with like like this shredded pork barbecue, but um just like the hamburgers, it was hard to get it. It was hard to get it without the uh, the bun, the bun getting all all crispy. Let's let's take a short commercial break, and then we are we're gonna come right back, and I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about fast food for a bit. This should be this should be fun. I I'm like a fast food dude. I don't eat it as much as I would like to, but I probably do eat it more often than I should. There's nothing as all-American as a McDonald's hamburger. When you add a large order of McDonald's, world-famous golden brown delicious french fries, a medium soft drink, and a hot apple pie, a McDonald's value of $1.99, that's all-American. Ask for it by name. McDonald's All-American Meal. Plus pie. It's a regular hamburger, large fry, medium drink, and pie. The All-American Meal. Plus pie for $1.99 at McDonald's. Those McDonald's pies, they're, they're an underrated treat. I, I got up on one of these the other day. We were, we were just like out getting polka stops and we rolled by the, um, we rolled by the McDonald's and when we were in there, I'm like, hey, why don't we get a pie? I haven't had one of these in, in such a long time and I, I ordered it. I think it was like 99 cents. It was, it was absolutely delicious. It was an apple pie and it was, it was terrific. It was like a nice mid-afternoon sweet snack. I am, I'm like a McDonald's aficionado. McDonald's has been, it's been my, my favorite fast food restaurant for as long as, as long as I could remember. I, I remember when we first moved to, um, when we first moved to California, their first, the first McDonald's that there was here was over on, it was over on the other side of town by the, by the Kmart. And they had this they had this gimmick with a train, a train running through the middle of the store. The train, the train was all about like seating, you know, it was like you could sit in the, in the different, you know, cartoon train cars while you, while you ate your food. And this was always, this was always the go-to McDonald's. There was also one in Cottingtown and there was one on, there was one on 4th Street. The one on, um, the one on 4th Street was all punk rocked out. This was back in the, this was back in the days of Anarchy Alley and, you know, the, the wildness that was downtown Santa Rosa and there was a McDonald's on 4th Street that was all, it was all punk rocked out. I would hardly, hardly ever go to that one. We'd hardly ever go to the, to the one in Cottingtown, but the one, the one with the train, that was the, that was the jam. It also had, it had an outside playground, one of those McDonald land playgrounds with the, with the like, um, the Mayor McCheese jail and you could like ride on the Fry Guys. They had the little Fry Guys that you could, you could sit on and rock back and forth. That was always, always the go-to. I would, I would go there for breakfast with my grandparents on Saturdays a lot. And we would go there every once and again for dinner with the family. Eventually, they built a McDonald's here in Rincon Valley. And that's the one, 
that's the one that we go to now. That is the go-to one. There's one on Santa Rosa Avenue that, that's a bit, um, it's a bit cracked out. So we, we avoid that one unless we have to. We go to the one that is maybe 10 minutes from the house. I think that, I think that I get something there at least once a week, even if it's just, even if it's just fries. You can get a coffee at McDonald's for a dollar and we'll, we'll do that sometime. The wife has, um, an app on the phone, and they're always giving away free coffees on the app, so we'll go in there, I'll get a coffee, she'll get a coffee, one will be for free, and it's always like, we're in and out for a dollar, and sometimes if we get the free coffee, we'll, we'll throw in a small fry, and we'll munch on that in the, in the car while we're out, like, when we're out doing our driving around, or whatever, you cannot, you cannot beat a McDonald's fry, I don't know if there is a better food in all of the fast food world than the McDonald fry they are. They are fantastic. When I was, when I was like a young dude back in the, back in the early days of Mickey D's, I would, I would at first always stick with the Happy Meal because you didn't get as many toys as it does seem as if kids get nowadays. So back then, back then a Happy Meal toy was something, something to actually be held onto and goofed with. The the earliest Happy Meals that I can recall are the ones, they were, they were plastic containers as opposed to the, the cardboard now. They're plastic and they, they came in the shapes of things. I remember I had one that was a boat. I had a couple of the different boat ones. And then I also had one that was a UFO. How would your family like to have their next meal in a spaceship? How would you like a good hot hamburger? Famous golden crispy fries and an icy cold regular soft drink. It's a McDonald's Happy Meal that comes in its own spaceship. Your kids can collect all four designs in four colors, each with a sticker kit for fun. McDonald's Spaceship Happy Meal. These spaceships were dope. I was... I was totally into them. I I was so into it that I even I even purchased one. I know that I talked about this over on the um the TRU RPT, but I bought one. I got it at a really good price. I don't remember exactly what it was, but it wasn't anywhere near as much as I I thought. I got the I got the green one. I also want to get one of the one of the boats. I specifically remember playing with the blue boat, and I'd I'd like to get that back. What was cool about it was they they could also double as like action figure vehicles. I I know that I at least one time had Darth Vader's Tie Fighter fighting against the green Happy Meal container out in space. Luke Luke Skywalker and R two D two were in the in the one flying around. I. I haven't gotten the Happy Meal in a long time. I do, I do look at like the uh, the chart with the Happy Meal toys when I'm waiting in line at the at the Rinkin Valley McDonald's. And if there was, if there was a toy for a property that I was into, I would, I would indulge. You get, you know, you get some fries, you get a burger, you get a small drink. the The Happy Meal is not a bad size of um, you know, a little little dinner by any by any means. I I was also into those pullback cars that you got at McDonald's that had the had the various McDonaldland characters. That was that was something I am still into. I am one away from having a full set. I don't think that I have I don't think that I have Early Bird, if I'm remembering correctly. They're not in the the main collectible area. They're off in the off in the uh annex of of um collectibles. I 
I prefer a McDonald's hamburger to a McDonald's cheeseburger, and I've always I've always been that way. I I take the pickles off. I'm not really I'm not really too into the pickles. I I still get them. I don't say you know sans pickles por favor. I get them because the old wife likes them. She likes to get the extra pickles on her on her burger. So I I get them and I pull them off, which is weird because you always wind up with those those little onions and ketchup on your fingers. But that's fine. It could be could be far worse. The first McDonald's sandwich that I that I got into past the past the hamburger was the filet of fish in in Illinois. I would I would filet of fish it up like crazy. That was like that was like my go-to jam for a while. I I have so many memories of eating these filets of fish out of the out of the blue styrofoam container. And this is this is another Another McDonald's collectible that I got up on. I got a blue filet of fish container. I I don't like them so much anymore. Not like I'm a not like I'm a fish connoisseur by any stretch, but I don't I don't like it when they have like the like the silver, like the silver scaly part inside. And I've and then there's like a high a high density of those in every one that I've ordered. Maybe Maybe next time I go to Mickey D's, I'll get one. But um, I haven't, I haven't in a while. I also like the double cheeseburger. I like, I like nuggets. I haven't gotten nuggets in in a while either. Every once and again, we'll get some nuggets. I prefer the the sweet and sour sauce. I think that's um, that's one of my faves. I used to, I used to like the mix salad, the shakers. I don't were they called mix salad or were they called mix shakers? I think they were called mix salads. That seems to make that seems to make more sense. But I was. I was crazy into those. It was like a salad in sort of a sort of like the um the cup that they give you the shakes in nowadays, like the dome cup, and it was like a salad. And you could you'd squirt the dressing in there, and you would you would shake it all up. Hey McDonald's, I want a salad with lots of stuff. Just plain lettuce is never enough. I want a salad like I never had before. I want lots of chicken. And I want it warm. Yeah. Give me bacon, blue cheese, another tasty bite. I want more salad in my salad. All right. New premium salads, like nothing you've had before. Cool greens, warm chicken, and lots of other tasty stuff. These are cool, and I'm, you know, I'm like a green salad kind of guy. I will, I will still order the salad at McDonald's. You gotta find ways to get your greens even when you're out on the uh, on the fast food scene, I'll get I'll get one of those sometimes instead of fries. But these these salad shakers were they were pretty fun. I I recall these being one of my one of my like early forays into outside the house salads. I would see the I'd see the commercials for these and I'd be like, those look really cool. That looks that looks very mature, very urbane, very very hip. And then I would. I would insist on getting one of these when we would go to McDonald's instead of a burger. And you can imagine the looks I would get for my folks. And I'm like, oh, no, thank you. I'll pass on the Big Mac. Let me get the, let me get the McSalad shaker, please. And I'd go home and I'd be, I would be shaking it up. And like, inevitably, the lettuce in these things would be, would be spoiled. Not spoiled, but it would be, it would be heading toward the, toward the watery stage. You know how it's like, after a while, iceberg lettuce kind of it kind of turns back, turns back into its watery form. Well, the um the mixed salad shaker always felt like it always felt like it was two or three steps down the road to liquid. I was also into the 
I was into the Mick DLT when they had that. That was dope. You'd get, like, the styrofoam container would have one side. One side would be one half of the buns with, like, the veggies and the, you know, the tomatoes, all that stuff. And then the other side would be the, uh, the patty. And you didn't actually, you didn't actually put them together until, uh, you know, you got home and you were ready to eat. Or until you made it to your seat and you were ready to eat. The idea was that you didn't want to combine the two temperatures because once they, once they connect things start to go bad, so you gotta wait right until you're about to eat, until you would indulge in the McDLT. That was, that wasn't something I'd get every time, but I know that I did get a few. I like, I like the McRib. That was something I was into. I, I try to get up on McRibs nowadays when they come back, but I don't, I don't really understand how it, how it works. I, I don't see, like, a national rollout of of McRibs, and they're like, there's, um, I forget the address, but there's some site online where you can, where you can see what McDonald's has of the McRib, I don't know, I don't know how it works, is it that they, they like, randomly, they send the McRib to certain McDonald's at certain times, I don't know, I do know that I would like to get a McRib, I like how, I like how the, um, the patty had the, uh, like the molded, the injection molded shape of a, uh, of a rib, that was, that was fun, what else did I get up at McDonald's when I was, when I was, um, I remember at one point they had fish nuggets, I, I got fish nuggets, I think that was, I think that was back in Illinois, I don't think they had the, um, the McDonald's fish nuggets here in, here in California, well, you know, I think they had them, but I don't know if they, if they had them, I remember hearing about mixed spaghetti, but I don't know if I ever saw that, I remember they had, uh, they had McPizza, but I don't know if I ever, if I ever got up on that. There was also, like, the Arch Deluxe. That was, that was, like, a high-end burger, if I recall correctly. And it was only, it was only served at night. If, if memory serves the bun, the bun was, like, some, some more of, like, a high-end bun. And I don't know, I, I'm not sure I ever had one. I've always been into Shamrock Shakes. That minty shake that comes once a year. I, I still do indulge in the shamrock shake. Not, not every year. I, I like the color green, so I'm always excited to get a, uh, get a green food that's not, not a veggie like broccoli or whatever. And I, I do, I do go and I get the, the shamrock shake. What I, what I like to do with these is, nowadays at McDonald's, they give you the shakes and like these, these taller cups, it's more like a Starbucks, like a Starbucks, like, Frappuccino cup or whatever. Whatever those drinks are called, this is, this is in opposed opposition to the, the old style, the, you know, the wax paper cardboard one with the, with the straw that you typically get your, your soda in. So, when I order the, the, uh, Shamrock Shake, what I'll do is I'll ask for it in a soda cup, in a medium soda cup with a soda lid, and this, this adds... To the throwback appeal of the, um, of the Shamrock Shake. I, I like them, though. They're so good. I like those, uh, McDonaldland cookies. The ones that, um, the small cardboard box and they're shaped like the, like the McDonaldland characters. I don't even know if they have the McDonaldland characters any longer. I know that, I know that to some degree Ronald still exists. But I don't know about, I don't know about the other guys. Mayor McCheese, the Hamburglar, I... I kind of don't think that they do. I I like the McDonaldland characters, and anytime I get the chance to get something with them on it, I usually I usually end up grabbing it if it's like you know on the flea market. 
the flea market tip. I have so many, like, drinking glasses with, you know, Ronald or uh, Captain Crook on them. I have these, these yellow plastic tumblers that I like, and I have one that has Ronald... I have one that has Captain Crook, and I think I actually have two that have Ronald and a Grimace. If I'm if I'm remembering correctly, I use those. I use those all the time. Over the summer, I will get on the uh, the Kool Aid tip on the sugar free Kool Aid tip, just as a way, just as a way to stay stay hydrated, you know, because it gets hot, man. It gets hot out here. It gets sweaty, and you're sweating all the time. And one way, one way you can trick yourself into getting enough water is if you put like. Put, like, one of those sugar-free Kool-Aid packs in, like, a gallon, a gallon jug. You can chug on that during the day. It's, it's the same thing, man, but I imagine it leaves your, it leaves your inside all dyed red. You know how it is when you spill some of that on the counter and it, it like, stains the counter so you get the bleach out? Imagine, imagine what your stomach must must look like after, after chugging down a gallon of those. But, um, if you're gonna drink the Kool-Aid, I find the best way to do it is in a plastic tumbler. It has to be... Old school style. I have one that has the Oakland A's. I have a couple of the um, the ones you would get at Seven Eleven, the big slurpy tumblers of the of the various NBA characters. I know I have Thunder Dan Marley. I have I have a plastic tumbler that has Cecil Fielder on it. I have one with the one with the Oakland A's, and I'll I'll use these ones if I want a lot of a lot of drink. If I'm gonna like pile in some ice, but if I just I just want a smaller cup of drink, I'll use these uh, small yellow. McDonald Land tumblers. I also have I have some of them from like the Muppet movie, but those might be from those might be from Burger King. I kind of think Burger King did the uh, did the glass glasses in in the various characters. I don't know. We'll we'll get to that in a sec. Let's uh, let's take a quick commercial break, and we'll come back and we'll talk about Burger King and Long John Silver and a couple couple other fast food joints I was into. Star Wars: The Empire Strikes Back, and Burger King comes through again with our all-new Empire Strikes Back glasses. Collect a different glass for your family each week. Darth Vader, R2-D2 and C-3PO, Lando Calrissian, Luke Skywalker. Buy a regular-sized Coca-Cola at a special price and build your collection. All-new, the Empire Strikes Back glasses, only at Burger King. As much as I was, as much as I was a McDonald's dude, my mom was... She repped hard for Burger King. It was like, we would all go out to McDonald's, but before we would go, we would have to stop and get her something for Burger King to eat there. She just did not, she did not go for the, uh, for the McDonald's, McDonald's fair. So a lot of the times we all just ended up eating at Burger King. Our, our preferred Burger King here in good old Santa Rosa was over by... It was over by, what was the name of that restaurant? Caro's. It is a, Caro's is an insurance place now. I think this is on Farmer's Lane. Caro's is an insurance place. And the Burger King we used to go to is now a, it's now a drive through Starbucks. It's always, always super busy, but it still, it still has that look of a Burger King on the outside. We would go to this place. We would go to this one all the time. My mom rode hard for uh, BK and... I don't know. I'm not going to argue if somebody's like, "Hey, I want to go to BK." I'm not going to I am not going to complain. A BK burger is in a lot of ways superior to a McDonald's burger, but the the McDonald's burger has like this special quality to it that the the BK burger can't match. I look at it like this. The McDonald's burger is like a thing unto itself. It is 
It is what it is. It's its own entity. There is nothing like a McDonald's burger. That weird, that weird flat, salted patty. The whole thing. There's nothing like it. It is what it is. It stands on its own. A, a Burger King burger is trying to emulate a restaurant burger in a way that the fast food, the fast food industry just can't compete. So, to me, it always felt like, while maybe better than the McDonald's burger, it still felt like a like a like a bit of a decline from a from a nice burger stand burger. So it always reminded me that I could be actually eating a better burger. If that makes sense. That goes for the Whopper, the Whopper Junior, all of them. They they have better condiments. They have better everything. The flame royal burger tastes better than a McDonald's burger, but the McDonald's burger is just better. There's something, there's something about this, just like this safe feeling that you get when you eat a McDonald's burger. But my mom always likes to go to Burger King. I digressed way too long on the comparison. We like to go to Burger King. We go there all the time. I think that, I think that what she liked was the onion rings. She would always, she would get like a Whopper with no condiments, no anything, and then some onion rings. And these onion rings, to me, they, they like have this, when I get one, they really, they really make me think back to this time. When I eat one, I can picture being inside this, inside this Burger King over on, um, on Farmer's Lane. I really... I really miss this place. We have a Burger King here in Rigan Valley. It is, um, it's actually in the building that used to be the Bradley video that I worked at. So every time I go in there, I get, like, these amazing waves of nostalgia because it still has, like, the door handles, like, the Bradley. Everything, everything is like the Bradley. The windows, but inside, instead of being a video store, it's now, it's now a Burger King. But, um, this particular Burger King is... It's like super cracked out. I don't know what it is, but this is where this is where like the weirdest weirdos always hang out. They they have a TV in there. So for a while we were going to this one when we when we go grocery shopping to make everything go quicker, we'll grab some fast food and we'll uh eat it in, you know, in the restaurant. We'll be on the way to save save time and get it get back to the uh back to the shopping. And for a while we were getting like these giant sheets of Burger King coupons in the mail. Like all these all these buy one, get one free. So we were going there a lot with these coupons and saving saving tons of fast food dollars. I'm serious. We were saving like two fifty every time we went. But this place was like it's like so cracked out. We'd be sitting there eating our Whopper Juniors, watching the TV, which was always on the cooking channel. We're watching like like Guy Fieri, you know, diners, drive-ins and dives, and we're sitting there and inevitably some freaked out weirdo would run in and just start freaking out about something every single time. And I myself, I'm not jumpy around freaked out weirdos. I've been around this, you know, I go to the gig, I go to the flea market. I'm not even, not even phased by dudes flipping their lid. But when somebody comes in, everyone else gets really affected by this. The environment is uh, crazy in there. One time... One time this guy ran in and he just started yelling about how he was gonna he was gonna beat the heck out of the dude taking his order. He's like, I'm gonna pull you over the counter, I'm gonna and I'm gonna do weird things that people do to each other when they're when they're locked in jail with you, to you. And I'm like, that's a weird thing to say. I think that you maybe maybe get the gist of what I'm trying to say, and I thought at the time, that is a weird thing to threaten somebody with at a Burger King. I I don't even know. But then I I went back to um to eating my my Whopper Junior. I 
I don't order the onion rings when I go there for some reason, but what I do love is when you're when you're eating your fries and there's an onion ring in there. This happens more often than I feel like it should, and every time it does, it's just, it's extra terrific. You get one onion ring at the bottom of your fry container. Right now at Burger King, get 10 onion rings for only 2 euro. 10 golden crispy onion rings for just 2 euro? All right. Get more your way only at Burger King. The, uh, the onion rings are actually, actually kind of, kind of bland, but I think that's, I think that's what makes them so good. If you go to, if you go to a, a real burger place, like, like Ozzy's Grill, down the street from here in, in Rinkin Valley, and you get, you get an onion ring, it's either, like, that beer-battered kind, or something more flowery, like, uh, the Burger King onion ring, but the, the difference is you get, like, a big, like, a big strip of onion, and sometimes when you bite into them, the, the entire onion comes out of the wrapping. Now, don't get me wrong, a good onion ring from one of these places is, they are terrific, but a lot of times the onion does get stripped right out. What, what I like to do is I kind of, I squeeze them in the, in the middle a little bit and I bite like into the, into the top of the onion ring. And because I'm holding it and kind of squeezed it a bit, the, the inside stays in, but the, the Burger King onion rings are, are much smaller. So the, the onion doesn't get, get all out in one strip, but they are, they are relatively bland, like all things considered. So that's why it's not a big deal if you only get you only get like one, because maybe maybe they're not that terrific. Maybe they're just maybe they're just only alright, but they still they still are are pretty good. Another another place I like to go to is liked to go to. I don't get to go that often anymore. The one the one near us is actually shut down, so I haven't I haven't been able to get this in a while is Long John Silvers. For uh for everyone who everyone who doesn't have one of these, even though I think that they at least have a passing familiarity, at least you've seen seen commercials or references. Long John Silvers is it's a fast food fish fry kind of place with with a pirate theme. For example, when you go to Long John's, instead of getting a crown, like the Burger King, a paper crown, you can get a you can get a paper paper pirate hat. I have I have a few of these lying around. Blue, blue is their color for the most part. Like, like the sea. I, I enjoy going there. I really, I really think they have like a pretty quality product. I, I do, I do totally dig a Long John Silver's fish plank. We would, we would go there more frequently in the, in the Illinois days, in the early days than, than we do now because the one in, in, uh, I forget what town it was. A few towns over. It, uh, it shut down. It was inside of a, it was a combination Long John Silver's Kentucky Fried Chicken, which is, which is how you see it for the most part nowadays. I, I like the fish planks. I like the hush puppies. And they have these, these small little crunchy, uh, crunchy, um, circles at the, at the bottom of, of the basket. You get the fish. And then you get your fries inside your basket, and then kind of tying everything together. They have these small little crunchy, crunchy balls made out of whatever it is the breading is, and they are, they are delectable. The more of these I get, the happier I am with the, with the Long John Silvers. I haven't had Long John Silvers since, since we were going on a drive to Phoenix to visit my folks. There is, there is one on the way. We were driving, and I saw the. 
I saw the sign for it, and even though it wasn't anywhere near dinner time, I I made a stop. I made just pull in and get the get the Long Johns. I think it was, I think it was past Los Angeles because there were there were a lot of dudes wearing like Dodger hats. That's one thing. That's one thing I I recall around around these parts. You will from time to time see a Dodgers hat, but you don't see them a lot because they are. They're the mortal enemies of the San Francisco Giants. So when you wear one, you, uh, you're taking your life in your own hands around these parts. Almost, almost quite literally sad, sad to say. I myself am an athletics fan, an Oakland athletics supporter, and we're, we're far more mellow fan base. You can go to the, you can go to the Oakland Coliseum wearing anything you want, and you won't even, you won't even get hassled. I went to, um, a Giants game a few years back, and I was, I was wearing a green sweatshirt, this is, this is a sidebar, I was wearing a green sweatshirt, and that's the, the colors of the athletics, but I didn't mean it that way, it was just a, green's my favorite color, so, I was sitting there watching it, and this guy, a few rows back, just started yelling at me, he started screaming, you better get that green out of here, man, or, you know, whatever, and he was, he was giving it to me pretty hard, him and another dude, and I turned and I looked and I kind of, I threw my arms up like, I'm not even a fan of the Giants or anybody involved in this, I'm just, I'm here on like a work-related thing where we got, we got free tickets, and I'm just like, I'm just here, I'm not even, I'm not even involved in the, in the, in the baseball proceedings at the moment, I'm just here, I'm having a hot dog and I'm with, with dudes that the wife works with. You know, is that kind of, that kind of thing. But it's, it was no fun. I don't like going to see the Giants. Giants fans just, sometimes they, they're a bit aggressive. I'll, I'll leave it at that. The, the athletics are far, far more mellow, far more chill as far as, far as I'm concerned. But we, we were on the way to Arizona and we saw the Long Johns and I insisted, insisted that we stop. And it was, it was a great time. We used to go to the one that was a few towns over. We would go. Anytime we were on the way to the city, on the way back, I would, I would always insist that we save dinner. If we haven't, if we didn't have dinner in the city, I would insist we save it so that we could stop at the Long John Silver's in Novato. That's where it was. It was in, it was in Novato, which is a few towns over. I don't have any, any super specific memories of Long John's, but I do, I do know that I, I like it a lot. And since we're on the subject of fast food, it had to, it had to come up. I think there is still one in Vallejo. That's the that's the same town that we were in for Six Flags a while back. But we didn't we didn't stop at Long John's. I would have. I could have. I could have used a could have used a fish fry. Long John Crispy fish, golden fries, tangy shrimp, tasty clams, tender chicken, fresh coleslaw. Crunchy hush puppies, sweet corn, a second cup of coffee. We give you lots of reasons to love us. I also enjoy A and W. We used to have a delightful A and W here in Santa Rosa. It had the had that neat wooden shape of the of the building. It kind of looks like a hat, you know, the traditional. A and W uh, look. It was it was pretty near where I was living at the town, so we would go over there pretty pretty frequently, and I, I enjoyed it because this was uh, the kind of burger place, the kind of A and W where 
the business wasn't so huge. So they were just, you know, you would order your burger and they would slap it on, slap it on the grill and just make it for you right then and there. So it always had, it always had that freshness quality that sometimes is lacking at McDonald's or Burger King. They also, they also served soup, which was, which was weird. They had a video game in there as well, which is great. It was King of Fighters, I believe, or maybe it was, maybe it was Virtua Fighter. At one point, they had one of those Genesis games where you could pick like three or four, three or four different options of games, but eventually it settled on just being like a Virtua Fighter. I'm pretty sure it was Virtua Fighter. Now it's a, now it's a dim sum place, and that's, that's pretty good. This dim sum place has amazing shrimp balls. The shrimp balls there are just, they are to die for. But I, I do definitely miss the, the A&W. I like the Big Bear Burger, the Papa Bear Burger. I, I'm not even going to front. I would, at the times, go past what was, I've been on like a diet soda embargo for centuries. I gave up, I gave up full strength soda long, long, long ago. And I never looked back, but I... When I when I go into an A and W, if they got the chilled mug, and they got the A and W root beer on tap, I may I may forego the embargo and and give that a shot. I I also I have this memory. It's it like it's really deep in the back of my head, and it's very it's very unclear. But I remember once when we when we first moved to California around like eighty three, maybe eighty four. We went to um we went to visit my uncle, and he was. He was in the the computer game, you know, at the time, the real like halt and catch fire type computer stuff. And he he lived down in in Redwood City, which is like that's like Silicon Valley and all, all that stuff that that you hear about. And we went we went down to see him, and he took us to this he took us to this place called the this is what I remember it being called the generic burger stand. That's how that's how it was sold to me, and I. I remember they were talking about how the burgers cost, like, the burgers cost 10 cents, right? They, they said the burgers cost a dime, the place was, the place was generic, and I, I recall going there and eating, like, two or three of these generic hamburgers, and the, the, the place has kind of haunted me in a way, not haunted in a bad way, but it's kind of, it's been back there, and I've wanted to get some more info on that, but at the same time, I never... I never really bothered to look. I would kind of ask people if they had anything they might remember about that, like my folks and stuff. But no one, no one seemed to have any memories. So I did, I did like this bit of, I did a bit of internet search. And I found there was a place called The Burger Stand that was, that was opened by the same company that owned Wiener Schnitzel. And they had stores in, they had stores in Palo Alto and uh, other areas around there, which was, which was where where we were at the time, and the gimmick of this place was the hamburgers were ten cents less than the hamburgers at McDonald's. McDonald's had a thirty nine cent burger, so they had a twenty nine cent burger. And I think this is I think this is the place, and I think the reason ten cents was always in my head because I must have heard them say the burgers were ten cents less. Not that the burgers cost ten cents, but that they were that they were ten cents less. I. I also remember that the place had like this really generic motif, like the uh, like the generics at the grocery store we talked about earlier. That the burgers said hamburger, white wrappers with black letters, but I don't think that was the case. I think in my mind over the years, I've 
I've kind of like switched it up to where it was more interesting. But at any rate, I think I've uh, solved that one. That was a mystery you weren't even aware existed. So I'm sure you're not, I'm sure you're not all excited about me solving it. But at the same time, I am, I am fairly happy that I can get this and wipe it, wipe it off the back of the, of the slate there, the, the burger stand in Palo Alto. Let's, let's take a quick break and we'll be back with the, with the final bit of this. I'm just going to talk a little bit about foods that I like now, things I like to eat and just, I don't know. We'll, we'll take it home. All right, let's go. Someone's been eating my hamburger. Someone's been eating my hot dog. Someone's been eating my fries. Presenting A&W's Puppet Platter. For a special low price, get your kids an A&W hamburger or hot dog, golden fries, and a frosty drink, all in a special package. That turns into one of us. Hey, get your paws off my drink. Bring in your family and start collecting all four puppets at your participating A&W. Nowadays, nowadays I, I eat a lot. I like to eat. But what I, what I eat's not like, it's not like super exciting or, or anything for, for breakfast. Like, like, I'm not even kidding. Every single day I have the exact same thing. I have three, three strips of turkey bacon, but I... But I cut them in half, so you actually get six, six smaller strips, and I, I eat a bowl of seal-cut oatmeal with a, with a handful of raisins thrown in. That's, that's literally my breakfast every, every single day. For lunch, I will often have a hot dog. I like to boil a hot dog, but I eat it with, um, with a piece of wheat bread as, as the bun. That's, that's really what I eat, like, four, maybe five of the... Seven days a week, a hot dog on on a wheat bread bun, and for dinner, for dinner, uh, the wife makes something usually, or a lot of times she'll make something in the morning, and we'll eat it like uh, like crock pot food, like like chili or or whatever. I uh, when I go out, I I tend to order hamburgers. I'm a hamburger hamburger kind of guy. I I like them with cheese, but without tomatoes or onions. Tomatoes, I think, they are delicious. I love tomatoes, but they're they're a bit too wet for me on on a hamburger. I don't I don't hate them or anything, but when give, given the preference, I will I will pull them out. And the onions, I like onions, but too many onions sometimes give me a stomachache. I've always I've always had that had that problem. I don't know I don't know what's up with that. It's just if I eat like a giant. Like a giant onion slice, it will give me tummy ache. If they're usually if they're fried, it's not usually the case. But if they are raw, when I go to when I go to the taco truck, they they have like a million great taco trucks over on Sebastopol Road, and we'll go we'll go and get the these tacos. These are like they're on little small like silver dollar tacos on flat flat tortillas, not like rolled up tortillas. They not like a hard tortilla shell like a Taco Bell. I do love a Taco Bell taco, but these are. These are flat, and they have, you know, like, beef and cilantro and stuff and salsa, and I always, always have to have them take the onions off, because they have this weird process where they, they, like, keep the onions soaking, and the extra onion juice, it just, I will always end up with, with pain in my gut. I, I love the taco truck, too, though, man. I love going there. There's one over by Dave's store that, that I, that I really dig. I don't know what it's called. There's, there's so many of them there. This one's attached to a restaurant. It's like a restaurant for inside eating, and then there's, like, a taco truck for, for outside eating. It's really, really great. A, uh, another thing I'm really into is that over at the flea market in Sebastopol, Migley's Flea Market, the, the other one that's not, 
it's not Mojo Sales. They have a bunch of different food stands, and one of them is one of them is this place where they sell fruit cups, like these tall cups of these tall cups of fruit. It's jicama on the bottom, and then cucumbers, and then topping that off is watermelon and mango, and they. They squirt salsa all over the, all over the thing with also, I think it's called chamoy, chamoy sauce. I'm not, I'm not sure. But then they also, they squirt some lemon in there. And I, I never would have thought it was true. I never would have thought this, but mango with salsa is, it's like one of the most amazing things in the world. I love it. These things are like five bucks and it's great because they already dice the fruit for you. I love it. I love, I love a piece of fruit. I love a mango. I love a mango and having Having somebody else cut it up and throw it in a cup, man, that is um well, well worth five dollars. They they also have a another variety of this snack there, but they they do it with vegetables. You get like you get like zucchini and all all these other kind of all these like you also get cucumber, I think, but they they slice them thin like spaghetti. You get like vegetable spaghettis all mixed together in a cup with salsa. It is it's amazing. They even do one where they hollow out a pineapple and they stick all these. All these various sticks of vegetables, like you get mangoes and cucumbers, just everything. Hickama sticks, any kind of vegetable that can be made into a stick, and they stick them in a cucumber, and it comes, not a cucumber, a pineapple. They stick the cucumber in the pineapple, and it, it looks like, it looks like crazy hair coming out, and they cover the whole thing with salsa. It might sound weird, but it's amazing. If you see this somewhere, buy it. It is, it is so good. And it's also, it's like a low-calorie snack, except for the, the calories, like, in, in the salsa and the grease from the... From the various sauces, it's all, you know, it's all good in the hood, man. They also, they have another stand where they, they get, uh, corn, like, barbecued corn, and they, they cut all the corn off to where it's, you know, it's like, like kernels, like, out of a, like, out of a can, and they put it inside of a cup, and they mix in a little bit of mayonnaise, a little bit of lettuce, Parmesan cheese, or maybe it's like a Mexican cheese, I don't even know, some kind of powdered, some kind of powdered cheese and salsa, and they mix it all up, and they give it to you with a spoon, it is... It's the best way to eat corn on the cob. That being off the cob in a cup filled with mayonnaise and and salsa powder. It is it is so good. If you ever see this anywhere, just get it. It is it's absolutely fantastic. A a couple weeks ago, maybe it's like a month ago, we were over at my my sister in law's house. They were they were doing something, and I was just like sitting on the curb out front waiting for them to finish up whatever like front yard deal they were doing, and I heard. I heard the bell of like an ice cream man, and I'm like, "Oh, this is great!" the The ice cream men in this part of town they have they have carts that are on bikes, and they also carry like potato chips and things like that. Not just like not like pops and stuff. The ice cream man that's around my my part of town, he, it's a truck, and it's just it's just like frozen pops. I I've always wanted the kind of ice cream man we can get actual ice cream, like scoops of ice cream, but we don't. We don't have anything like that around here. This, these two, two varieties, truck and bike. But they, they use the bike over in, in her part of town. So I'm sitting there and I, I hear, I hear the, the ice cream bike coming. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. Perfect thing for, perfect thing for right now. I'll get myself a uh, Diet Coke and I'll get a bag of chips and I'll, I'll sit here while they're doing whatever. But as he, as he got closer, I noticed that dude was, he wasn't the ice cream man. He was the cup of fruit man. He was riding around the neighborhood selling cups of, uh, cups of fruit out of a, out of a cooler. It was, it was amazing. He opened up the cooler and there was, there was dry ice with the, with the smoke coming off and everything. And, and if you, if you pushed it aside, if you pushed the vapors aside, inside of his cooler were like, 
cups of mango, cups of watermelon, cups of cucumber, cups of cups of mixed fruit. It was it was just the best thing ever. I got myself a cup of mango and he squirted the chamoy and the hot sauce on it and I bought I bought a diet diet Pepsi. He didn't have Diet Coke, he only had Diet Pepsi. I was I was pretty fortunate that he had that. Usually the ones that the bike ice cream dudes, they only have full strength soda. They do not waste their space on diet soda. Kids kids don't buy that stuff. They want they want the full strength. They want the caffeine. They want the Azucar. They want they want all that. I was I was fortunate to get it and I, I was like so happy that the the price was like five bucks. I gave him ten bucks, said, Keep the change, dude. You're riding this bike around the neighborhood. You're spreading you're spreading good cheer. You're spreading joy everywhere you go. It was seriously one of the best experiences of my life. Some dude rode up to me when I was sitting on the street being bored. Bored as heck. I was so bored. And he rode up to me and he gave me a cup of mango. It was amazing. You really have to recognize the magical moments in your life when they when they happen. And this was this was a magical moment, man. What else? What else do I eat? I like sushi. Sushi's alright. I'm basically just like a tuna roll guy. I, I like it. I don't love it. I I think it's neat. I really I definitely respect respect the art. I like to watch the dudes chop the fish. But um I'm not I'm not that much of a fish guy outside of like a long johns or outside of a catfish from time to time, a fish fry. I'm not I'm not all into it. I, it's cool though. It's not not my favorite thing, but it's dope. I do like miso soup. I I love miso soup. We went on a trip to Hawaii many many moons ago, and the hotel had the hotel had a breakfast buffet, and in the breakfast buffet was was miso soup, and I I started drinking that in in the morning when we were there, and for a while I picked up a bit of a, a miso habit. I I sometimes think about switching it up a bit, and maybe instead of having the turkey bacon, maybe making like an instant miso soup to go with the breakfast. That's that's an idea I've batted back and forth. I like it. It's like salty fish soup. What else? What else do I eat? I still I eat a hot dog. I like I like the Italian sub. If we go to the the sub sandwich place, usually I just go. I go to Safeway. It's the closest. If we're out and about, we'll go to Togo's. I like the I like the bread. The bread at Togo's. It's um really soft. I I like a soft bun. I. I will get the Italian sub. That's my preferred one. That's like the one with like salami and ham and all the various meats and like pepper cheese and stuff. I I like that. I I like uh, spaghetti. Spaghetti is a favorite of all my pastas. I find it the easiest to eat. I don't like super thick noodles. When when 2.0 gets udon, she's a an udon eater, and they have a place over on Santa Rosa Avenue we, that she likes to go to, and not Santa Rosa Avenue. It's uh, Montecito Avenue, across from the junior college. She likes to go there, but the the big, thick noodles that you get in the udon remind me of worms. And they kind of, they kind of gross me out, but the the broth is good. The broth is really good. Just those, those wormy noodles. I know you can get other noodles if you want, but she only ever seems to get the wormy noodles. And it's kind of, kind of a turnoff to me. I... I really love donuts, but I but I don't eat them. My favorite donut is the white cake donut with the with the rainbow sprinkles. But I I like the chocolate with the rainbow sprinkles too. I I like a plain glazed a lot too, or or a jelly. I like the red jelly more than the grape jelly. But that's um that's just like neither you know it's neither here nor there. I don't I don't really eat them. I I don't go so much for the super fancy donuts you see like donuts online and they're. 
they're beautiful looking. They look great when they have like, you know, mountain jelly beans or whatever. But I'm, I'm like a food traditionalist for the most part. I like, I like a steak. I like my steak medium rare. I like A1 steak sauce. A lot of the times if I'm, if I'm going for a steak, I sometimes put A1 on a burger. Like, like they used to do in those, those commercials. Steak burgers! Steak burgers are great burgers full of great taste. And good fun. Steak burgers are hamburgers with the steak sauce called A1. Or on A1. A1. A1 is mad good. I I would talk more about condiments, but I plan on doing a top five condiments of all time at some at some point on the uh, on the good old TRURPT, the the main show here on the ISR IC Robots Radio. Radio Network. What else do I like? I like pork. I like a pork chop. I like a ham. I I like pork a lot. I wouldn't say that I like pork as much as steak, but I do. I do eat more pork than I do than I do beef. But that's you know that's probably for health reasons. We eat a lot of chicken too. I'm not like I'm not like a chicken guy. I think fried chicken is fine. It's not it's not my favorite. I think it's cool. It's okay. I like a McChicken. And McDonald's, and I do like a chicken nugget, but I'm not like, I'm not Mr. Chicken like some, some people are. I just, I don't like it. I don't, I don't really love turkey that much either. It's, it's a bit too, a bit too gamey for, for my taste. I would rate of the meats. I would say beef is the best meat. Pork is the best, second best. All the others, all the others just kind of, kind of tied, tied back there. I guess chicken would be third with everything else. With everything else tied, I like peanut butter and jelly. I, I don't eat it as much as I used to, but I, I do eat the peanut butter and jelly. This is this is all stuff I've covered already. I I don't know, man. I think that we're I think that we're gearing up. We're gearing up for the for the end of the episode. It's it's been really fun to talk about food. I don't get to do it as much as I would like. I'm not a foodie by any any stretch, but we all we all like to talk about food. I, I like potato chips. I like potato chips a lot. My favorite chip is the, just the plain, man. I think the plain salted chip is, it's so perfect. You don't need to mess around. But my second, my second would probably be barbecue. I'm not like, I'm not super into a sour cream and onion. They're fine, but I, I like a barbecue. But if you ask me, I think just like a plain, a plain Lay's chip is the best. I like Doritos. I like Doritos more than Fritos. Fritos are okay. I like tortilla chips. I like to dip them in uh, guacamole. I don't like to eat them plain, but if I have guacamole or I have some salsa, they're fine. I would way, way prefer guac to, um, you know, just plain, plain salsa. But I do, I, I, I do like salsa just, I like it just fine. I like to put salsa on my eggs. I, I do, I, I do this. This is how I... This is how I prefer eggs. You get you get two eggs, you put them in a in a coffee cup, right? And you stir it up. You toss it in the microwave for like maybe a minute, maybe up to two minutes, depending on the power of your microwave. And then you pull it out, right? You pull it out and it should be like a big, like a like a big fluffy egg. It should come over the top of the coffee cup. And then you you chop it up with with a spoon until like, you know, kind of like a, almost a scramble. Then you throw whatever you want to throw in there. I like to throw maybe a little bit of cheese, some shredded cheese, or Maybe a vegetable, but vegetable will make it wet. Like if you put a tomato or even a salsa, they will they will wet your eggs up a bit. But um, I also have like these these sausage scrambles, these small pieces of sausage, and I'll I'll toss those those in there too. And then yeah, 
put it back in the microwave for a few minutes and it'll uh, it'll make a really nice egg scramble a delicious delicious lunch or even like a dinner honestly if you throw in like like a piece of toast i i don't really go for pancakes i think pancakes are fine I know some people love them to death. I'll eat them. They're good. They're great. But I, I don't really go out of my way to get pancakes. I prefer French toast. If you, if you wanted to, if you wanted to know, you can, can you hear that out there? I am down on the earth base. I always, I always do this boring life down here. And there is, there's some kind of a racket going on in the back. And I apologize if you guys, if you guys hear that, but it is, it is what it is. Um, I, prefer french toast to pancakes i i think waffles are okay but they're not they're not my favorite thing i don't really love it when you have like breakfast for dinner some people do but it's not it's not my favorite brinner i think is what it's called it's it's okay it's fine i not like the biggest breakfast food dude in the world i have like a plain breakfast which i which i mentioned earlier i i kind of got a got a plain life going a lot of a lot of the time so i like I like Fritos, Doritos, potato chips. I like Pringles. I like the plain Pringles. I also like, I like the pizza flavored Pringles. I like Bugles. I think Bugles are great. I love how, I love how greasy they are. I also like Ritz crackers. I'll eat like a plain Ritz cracker or even like a plain saltine. I like, um, I like a saltine. I, I do this. This is, this is kind of gross, kind of bad. I shouldn't do it, but I'll put like a little butter on the saltine. I think that's, I think that is really great. I like to put salt on my oatmeal. I think it tastes really, really good. I love, I love ice cream. Ice cream is my favorite. I hardly ever have it. I, I try not to. My favorite is, I'm a chocolate guy. I like chocolate ice cream. I like chocolate and peanut butter kind of ice cream. Um, man, that is, uh, that's getting, getting loud out there. So, uh, I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna take that as our signal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get up out of here. I think it's been fun. I can't imagine you guys want to hear any more about what I, what I like to eat, what I don't like to eat. This has been, this has been a solid hour and a half of me talking about food and stuff. I'm, I'm a bit hungry now. I might go, might go have a saltine with butter on it or maybe some oatmeal and salt. Who, who knows, dude? I'm going to go, I'm going to go dig in the fridge and we'll see what I can find. So until next time, this is me, Icy Robot, signing off for another Another what I hope is fun and informative about um about me, dude. This is this has been episode number ten of this boring life. It's all about food. Zerb, take us out of here. To this boring life, I can't get boring. To this boring life, oh. To this boring life, I can't get boring. This This has been I See Robots Radio production. I See Robots Radio is a listener-supported endeavor. If you like what we do and we make your day a little easier, please consider tossing a few bucks our way to help keep the life support running. 
all money collected goes to help us prepare for future space pirate attacks. Go on over to supportthereport.com for all the details. Thanks and have a great week.